CBS Sports officially dropped a top 25 college coaches ranking heading into the next season. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the why the heck do you have that coach rated above P.J. Fleck here today on Locked On Golden Gophers. Locked On Golden Gophers, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Golden Gophers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, now here to talk Gophers with you each and every weekday. And we're going to dive into some coaches' rankings that were recently released today on today's episode. But first, I want to let you know, please head on over to the YouTube channel, hit subscribe, and drop down below what players you want me to try to have on the show over this offseason. I've already got a request for Justin Wally, and we're definitely going to try to get him on board. But who else do you want to hear from? Drop that down below, and I am going to work on it for you. Now, like I said, CBS and their analysts dropped an official top 25 coaches ranking and how they ranked that well it wasn't a very great system in general it was kind of just mainly based on their own weighted scales of how they thought coaches should be rated there was no uniformity to it also take that for what it may be but they had cbs analysts as well as people over at 247 that all participated in this. They ranked coaches, I believe, from the top 65 programs or top 65 coaches, but the main stressor was the top 25. So before I reveal what PJ Fleck was, if you haven't seen the article yourself, I want to talk to you about some quick takeaways and surprises that I saw from the list. Now, one thing that wasn't surprising was the top three. The top three are pretty straightforward in my opinion. It was Nick Saban at number one, Kirby Smart at number two, and Davo Sweeney at number three. Now, I think Saban and Kirby are easily the top two. I mean, outside of Kirby losing to Bama multiple times, most most teams, most occasions, he's ended up on the winning side of things. Saban is Saban, and we all know this one. Can't really argue that one in my opinion. That's like arguing that Belichick isn't the best coach in the NFL right now. And when it comes to maybe immediate this year, is he the best? It's a toss-up. He keeps teams competitive that you wouldn't expect to be competitive, gets teams to the playoffs with a rookie quarterback, so you can make the debate. But Saban's winning championships and championships and championships. He's recruiting some of the best talent out there. It's hard to argue that Saban isn't the number one coach. So like I said, those top three are pretty straightforward in my opinion. Now, what was surprising was Ryan Day. Ryan Day was not in the top five on this. And that that's just blasphemous to me. I mean, there aren't five coaches that are better than Ryan Day in Ohio State right now. Could not give you five. We'll talk about who they put in front of him a bit later in the show, but it's blasphemy. There's no way Ryan Day is not in the top five with what he's done, especially in his short amount of time. So crazy. 
Another surprise for me was that Utah cracked the top 10. Now, I have respect for Utah. I really enjoy their program. I think that they're doing some great things over there. They were in the Rose Bowl last year and lost to Ryan Day and the Ohio State Buckeyes. But they're doing good things over there. I was just surprised that they were number eight. I'm surprised that they were in the top 10. And if I were to put them in the top 10, they'd likely be 10. Probably no higher than that if you're asking me. So, again, much love to Utah. I like what they're building out there, but I don't see that coach as a top 10 coach in my humble opinion. Now, nobody's asking specifically for my opinion, but if I were to rank these, he would not be in my top 10. If he was, he would be number 10. Another surprise for me was that Matt Campbell, coach of Iowa State, was in front of both the coach of Iowa and the coach of Wisconsin. I'm just not there. Uh, I think we've seen more consistency and more success from both Iowa and Wisconsin's coaches. Kirk Ferentz has had nothing but consistent success over these past few years, especially. And then Paul Christ has also had that. He's also had a Rose Bowl in very recent years. But we're going to put Matt Campbell up there because why? Because people want to hype him as the next young guy and genius mind. And people thought he should go to the NFL after having a couple good years with Iowa State. Don't get me wrong. I think he's doing great things with the Iowa State program that wasn't consistent prior to. But I believe he has two seven and six seasons and then a nine and three season during the COVID year. So, like, yes, love to see those seven and nine seasons seven and nine win seasons, but hasn't had a double digit season win, hasn't had anything really super substantial. And on top of that, had one of the best running backs in college football over the last three years. So uh, we'll see what he does without that type of running back. We'll see what he does without the quarterback in Brock Purdy that he's leaned on over those past couple of years. And he has some good quarterback uh, prospects out there. I'm not going to lie to you. They have some nice, talented quarterbacks out there, and I think they're going to find success still. But I think that having Matt Campbell at number 12 ahead of both Kirk Ferentz and Paul Christ is that's stupid. It's stupid. I'm going to be straight up with you. I'm not going to pull the punches. Matt Campbell is not a better coach than those two, and that's why he is at a school in the Big 12 still gaining momentum and not at a storied Big 10 program that has tons of history. Kirk Ferentz has over 100 victories in his time. Like, no, sorry. Just no, that's not, it's not real. It's not a thing. So I think Matt Campbell is a little high. I realistically see him more around 16 uh, in more in the tier where Lane Kiffin fell. So that's just me. Couple other surprises. Scott Frost, I was surprised that he was so low. He was at number 53 with how much the media has been tending to hype him up. And on top of Nebraska having better odds to win the Big Ten West than Minnesota, according to Bet Online and other sources. But he's the 53rd coach. That was just surprising to me. Not saying it's wrong, but definitely caught me by surprise. Another one was Marcus Freeman, the new coach at Notre Dame, being ranked at 49. Now, again, he hasn't done too much as a head coach, so it's based on hype and hope for the most part. So I can't take too much offense to it. I actually really like Marcus Freeman as a coach, as a leader, as a personality and a figure, uh, 
leadership figure. I hope nothing but the best for him, but we'll see how he does as his official first season as the head coach. Then the last thing that really kind of struck me by surprise was that Shane Beamer, coach over at South Carolina, and then Steve Sarkeesian, both being in the early 40s, late 30s. So uh, Shark, Steve Shark was 39 and Shane Beamer was 41. Now, especially the Sark one kind of caught me by surprise the most, I'd say, would be because Texas and their roster right now, bringing Quinn Ewers in, who is extremely hyped right now, even though he's only played like, what, two snaps at Ohio State? He's made over a million dollars. We'll see what he's really made of this year, and I am looking forward to that. But on top of that, they've got Bijan Robinson. They've got Xavier Worthy. They've got a heck of an offense out there. Yes, they dropped some foolish games last year, and he didn't really give us much to rank him anywhere in the top 25. I wouldn't put him in the top 25, but 39. I was surprised by that. I wouldn't be surprised if he jumps into the top 25 with a great season with Texas this season. Now, those were the uh, kind of surprises for me, but now it's time for the moment you're probably waiting for and want to, you're like, Kane, stop talking about these coaches I do not care about. Is it Big Ten or is it P.J. Fleck? You haven't even told me what P.J. Fleck is. And that's what I'm going to do right now. P.J. Fleck is officially ranked as the 23rd coach on the top coaches list made by the CBS analysts and 247 analysts. So where does that 23rd ranking put him within the Big Ten? We're going to talk about that next. But first... Let's talk about our friends over at Bill Bar. It's the bar where they make sure it tastes delicious and then they make sure it's good for you. And when I say good for you, I mean it's only 130 calories, jam-packed with 17 grams of protein, <clears throat> but only 4 grams of sugar. It's better for you than a candy bar, yet it tastes similar or has the nice, delicious taste of a candy bar. Candy bar is going to be 300 to 400 calories and 30 grams of sugar, but this is much less for a similar taste. So be sure to check it out. Right now, my go-to, if I have to hand it to you, my top two flavors right now at this very moment are Cherry Barcia and the Birthday Cake Puffs. Those are the go-tos right now. Now, I am a man who likes to get the variety pack and kind of rotate through. If you're getting it for the first time, I would suggest you get the variety pack so you can give them all a taste and really figure out what your key flavors are. That being said, make sure to throw that birthday cake bars in there too because they don't come in the variety pack, and trust me, they are worth it. So head on over to Built.com today and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED1515 for 15% off your order at Built.com. All right, so it's time. I've been telling you about the coaches, about the head coaches, and this new list that CBS recently dropped with the top 25 coaches. And let's talk about how that shook out for the Big Ten and how that shaped out. Now, I've already revealed that P.J. Fleck was number 23. Now, within that top 25, the Big Ten actually has eight head coaches. That's right, eight head coaches of the top 25 
are Big Ten coaches. That is nearly one-third of the coaches within the top 25 are Big Ten. So we're going to start with the highest-ranked Big Ten coaches and move downward. Now, number six, number six, that's right, number six is Ryan Day. I can't believe he's not in the top five. He would personally be my probably fourth coach. He'd be me. He'd be number four for me. I'm not going to lie to you there. But he is number six. I was surprised at how low he was. I don't think there's five coaches better than him. I've already said this multiple times, but the Big Ten continues to get disrespect. And you know what? They put Lincoln Riley over him, who's with a brand new program. And yes, it's USC, so the hype is going to be there. Yes, Caleb Williams followed him out there. And now, yes, they just got the Bolitnikoff winner from last year to transfer to USC in Jordan Addison. So the talent's there. He's set up for success. And if he doesn't find a double-digit win season this year, you absolutely should be asking questions about Lincoln Riley and was he worth all the money. Now, he already is probably worth a lot of the money just by the amount of recruits that he's already been able to pull back to California and keep them at home. But I see his argument for top five. The one that really threw me off was Jimbo is in front of him. Jimbo is in front of Ryan Day at the fifth spot for Texas A&M. Now, I think that's ridiculous. I mean, one of those coaches has been to the college football playoffs has been to has won a college football playoff game, has been to the national championship, and won a Rose Bowl in the last two years. Yep, that's right. Two years. The last two years he's done that. The other one hasn't done any of those. Which coach do you think is better? Yeah, that's what I thought. So just wild, the disrespect for Ryan Day, but he is the sixth and the first coach in the Big Ten. Now, the second Big Ten coach is ranked number nine, and that's Jim Harbaugh. With last year's success and no real immense down years, it makes sense to me. I can see why. Again, Michigan's a storied program. They've found success, and they're coming off of a college football playoff berth. So I get it, and he's number nine. Number 13 is Kirk Ferentz with Iowa. I think with everything he's done, I actually was surprised he was only 13. I could see a case for him to be in that lower, maybe 10 range, but at least in the top 12, I would move him ahead of Matt Campbell, as I said. 14 is Paul Christ with Wisconsin. And again, not something that I can super argue here. They have a great program. He's had success. It's been more of a plug and play for him, but... I mean, 14, I guess we'll give it to him, but I'm skeptical. I could see him moving back a little bit if you're asking me, but maybe it's my bias and my dislike for the Badgers. So we'll call it a draw, 14, and then 15. So back-to-back-to-back for Big Ten coaches. 15 is Franklin over at Penn State. Now this one, I think he's a little high, to be honest. I mean, he's been the same or worse than the Gophers and P.J. Fleck over the last three to four years with the argument that they have much better talent than the Gophers. And way you can argue this is they've had 20 players drafted in the NFL draft in the last three seasons, whereas the Gophers have had 11. And those 11 have been the most that we've had in quite a while. So 
whereas Penn State's been churning that many players out consistently for quite a bit. So if you ask me, that's saying that Franklin is getting, well, overall he has less wins in the last three years than P.J. Fleck, but he has more talent, and he's rated seven, eight spots higher. That one just doesn't add up to me. I do think he should be in the top 25. I do not think he should be in the top 15 at number 15. I think he should bump back a bit, but that's where he is. Now, number 21 is another Big Ten coach. Yes, there's another Big Ten coach in front of P.J. Fleck. Some people might think that one's a little wild. And it is Pat Fitzgerald over at Northwestern. Now, I don't get this one. I understand Pat Fitzgerald has had his shining moments, has had some good, but the bad piled up with it, just there's no way that he's ahead of P.J. Fleck for me. There's no way he's ahead of... uh, the coach at Michigan state for me right now. There's no way. Like, I mean, that's just me personally. And I like consistency more than one hot year or a couple hot years. Now let's just look at the past three years, especially since this list is taking a look at the best coaches for next season. Northwestern. It's not like they're bringing in a ton of great recruits year in and year out. And they're coming off of, in the last three seasons, they have two seasons in which they've only won three games. Now, the season between that, they ended up winning the Big Ten West, I believe. And in that season, it was also the COVID-stricken season in which multiple teams, the Gophers saw a heck of a ton of issues with COVID and injuries. The Badgers saw a heck of a time with COVID. I believe Iowa had a pretty big, like got struck with COVID pretty big in 2020. So, I mean, they had a great defense. They really stifled Justin Fields in that season, but to have that one year and have him be in the top 25 after three win seasons that bookend that season. No, no, that's just not, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it's egregious and it's an egregious overrating in my opinion. Now, 23, I said, is P.J. Fleck. And then the eighth coach in the Big Ten that made the top 25 was Michigan State. So that is our eight, Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin, Penn State, Northwestern, Minnesota, and Michigan State. Now, I'm going to talk about who is in front of P.J. Fleck, who absolutely should not be. That's coming up next. But before we do that, we need to talk about our friends over at Bet Online. See, Bet Online is where you need to go for all of your sports betting information, sports wagering information, anything you're looking for. They're going to have it for you over at Bet Online. They're going to have more props, more lines, more odds than ever before. If you want the odds for who is to win the Heisman Trophy, then you are going to want to go over there and check out Bet Online right now. Actually, on top of that, let's pull up Bet Online. Let's see what the odds for the Heisman Trophy is right now. We're going to pull that up and we are going to see because you know what? If I was to throw some money down on it right now, if the odds have not shifted, I would throw some money down on Caleb Williams, the quarterback at USC. 
Now, why would I throw money down on Caleb Williams at USC? Well, the odds have not shifted yet. He's plus 900, which is currently the third best odds in the Heisman competition. And he now just gained the Bolitnikoff Award winner, best wide receiver in the country in Jordan Addison. And that number hasn't shifted shifted so that's where i would go i am not a betting expert so i'm not going to suggest what you do but what i do suggest you do is head on over to bet online and check out those wagering numbers check out the odds check out the lines that are set and make that best decision for yourself go over to bet online today for the latest trends and actions bet online where the game starts All right, so, yep, we're going to jump back into this coach's list. It is our main theme of the day. But first, I just want to thank you for making Locked On Golden Gophers your first listen when it comes to podcasts, when it comes to the Golden Gophers. And I am just so grateful. Please, please, please subscribe at the YouTube channel. And wherever you get your podcasts, be sure to look up Locked On Golden Gophers and leave five-star review. Those reviews help me. It helps others find our podcast and build this community. And that doesn't just go for Apple Pods. I mean, if you want to throw a review on Apple Pods, I would absolutely appreciate it. But even in Spotify, if you go to Locked on Golden Gophers and you go to our page and you hit that following button, if you look over to the left, you will see a stars or reviewing thing right there. Please go over there and just give us five stars. That's all I asked for, and I super appreciate it. So thank you for that. Now let's talk about who's in front of P.J. Fleck on this list and why they absolutely should not be. Now I'm not over here claiming P.J. Fleck should be number one. In fact, I'll let you know where I think I would have him on this list, but these coaches definitely should not be in front of P.J. Fleck, in my opinion. Dave Clawson at Wake Forest, he's number 17. Now he's had a good deal of success lately but he doesn't have a better winning percentage than coach fleck and on top of that he has more losses in bowl games so i just i don't see it and he's in a conference that in my opinion is lower than the big 10 so he has less competition on top of having more bowl game losses on top of a lower winning percentage i just don't see how you put him in front of pj fleck and that's similar for a lot of these guys that I'm about to list off. Next coach is Mac Brown at number 20. Again, ACC, similar thing, except for Mac Brown, I think, has even less of a case. Again, he's at 20. This is this is a team that has been one and two in their bowl games with UNC, and they've had an NFL caliber quarterback in his time with the North Carolina Tar Heels, but he hasn't even won double-digit games with that level NFL-level quarterback on top of NFL-level running backs in both Javante Williams and Michael Carter Williams, and then even Tyson Chandler, who was just drafted by the Vikings this year. They also had NFL-caliber receivers, so they've had weapons across the board, but he hasn't even got a single double-digit win season with them. I just, I don't see how you can argue him in front of P.J. Fleck, especially given the last three years because he's only been at North Carolina for the last three years. I just don't see it. And so that's another one that can't be in front of him. Pat Fitzgerald is the next one. We've already talked about this. Book and three win seasons. No way. Just no way. I'm sorry. And 
the one three or the one season that they did do good in was the COVID season, which if any season you're going to have a three win season, that's probably the one if you're only playing six games, seven games, and you come out with three wins, I get it. But no, your three win seasons were in the full, full 13 game seasons, 12 game seasons. That's when you won three. That's just not acceptable to be a top 25 coach, in my opinion. So those three should not be in front of them. And then finally, Sam Pittman at Arkansas is rated the 22nd coach in front of PJ Fleck. Sam Pittman at Arkansas. Most people probably haven't even heard of that name before. But guess what? He's done two seasons at Arkansas. And those two seasons have been a three and seven season in a nine and four season. Now, that's all it took for Arkansas's coach to move in front of PJ Fleck. That's insane. It's ridiculous. It's egregious. And it just goes to overstate. It just goes to SEC. There is absolutely no way that Sam Pittman should be in front of PJ Fleck, especially when one of his two seasons is a three and seven win season. Just get that out of here. So the 17, the 20, the 21, and the 22 should not be in front of PJ Fleck at all. I also would argue that I think I would put Franklin behind him as well, maybe right behind him. That's just me. Overall, that would put PJ Fleck at about 19 or 18 for me. I think he would be at the 18th ranked spot for me. I see the argument for Franklin, so I get that one, and I could see why you'd put him at 19. But that's where I'm at, folks. And that's going to do it for us today at the Lockdown Golden Gophers. If you want to take the challenge and you want to fill out what your top 20 coaches would be, see where you'd find PJ Fleck, and I bet you it would be above 23. But... Again, that's going to wrap up today's episode. I thank you for joining me. And next week, we are going to talk women's basketball big time. There's been some big moves. There's been a commit for the 2023 class, our first one of that class. There has been a new addition from the transfer portal, and we have added an assistant head coach. We are going to talk about all of that on Monday's episode. So stay tuned for that. And next week, we're going to have a fun one. So be sure to tune in. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and like wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe on YouTube. This is Kane Rob signing off. Have a great weekend. I'll see you next week.